Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. And I want to start here. It is that time of year where all of the beauty and the crazy of Christmas kind of steps in. Hobby Lobby has been doing this right for months, but now we get to catch up with them. And I mean, songs about hippopotamuses, weird, right? Right. So, so, but we all start to celebrate. But here's what happens this time of year. So many of us jump to Christmas and we miss Thanksgiving. So this morning, I want to remind us, encourage us, lead us into a season where we don't just jump now straight to the Christmas crazy, but we stop and really be thankful to God for who he is and what he's done for us. Is that fair? Now, last week, Pastor Joe led us in a Thanksgiving blessing, and he sang, and I'm not quite ready for that yet. <laughs> we'll get there. But we are going to pray together. Can we do that? So I'm going to pray over this, and then in a moment, we're going to pray together, right? But let me just start here by praying. God, we love you. You are good. You are perfect in all your ways. Everything you've spoken, everything you've done, everything you hoped for us, and everything you promised, all of it, Fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. The ultimate final gift of salvation and joy. Giving us hope, faith, joy, peace. And so God, we lay our worries and our fears and our anxieties, our ambitions, our dreams, our needs. We lay all of that at your feet this morning. And God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would sear into our hearts the only thought that we've done nothing of this on our own. We've accomplished nothing on our own. But you, God, are the giver of all good things. James 1. Every good and perfect gift comes down to us from you, the Father of heavenly lights. And so we stop and say, thank you. Thank you. Now refresh and empower your word in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Colossians 3. There's an awesome passage here about what it truly looks like 
to take all the compartments and all the pieces of our life and put it into the center of God's faithfulness, God's goodness, God's ultimate reward, which is salvation and joy in life eternally with him. And he says, put all of that into the middle. Put all your chips in if you're a poker player. And many of us are poker players with our lives, aren't we? We pick and choose what we think is going to work and what is good, and we gamble our lives so often. And I'm inviting you this morning to put all of your faith chips in the middle of the table and say, God, I trust you with that. And Colossians 3 is a great image of that. Colossians 3, let's, the, let's camp out in verses 16 and 17 this morning. And as we read through this and explore it together, let me just ask you this question. What are you thankful for? At the end of the day, when your head hits the pillow, what do you have to be truly thankful for? Colossians 3 exposes some of that. Verse 16, we'll throw it up on the screen here. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. The first thing we have to be thankful for this morning and every day is let's give thanks for God's word poured out for us. There's so much in scripture to be thankful for. We look at God's word and we see all sorts of beautiful promises fulfilled to be thankful for. And so as we give thanks for God's word, let me remind us of this. Psalm 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, the protector of your life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Jeremiah 33.3, call on me and I will show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. There he is waiting for us just to explore and discover his sovereignty, his goodness, his dominion, his gentleness, his favor alive and waiting for you. Romans 5.8 reminds us while we were still sinners, incapable of saving my own life, Christ died for you. That's worth being thankful for, isn't it? Romans 8.1. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. There is therefore now no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ. Come on. No condemnation. 2 Corinthians 12. Jesus told the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough. You can't earn this. You can't accomplish this. You can't be this. You can't do enough. My grace is sufficient for you. And he goes on to say, and my strength, Jesus speaking, is made perfect in your weakness. Everybody say strength. My weakness, right? 
This is Jesus alive in us. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to those who have eternal life, it is the power of God. <laughs> this is God's word, living and active for us, in us, through us, to us. Is that worth being thankful for? Now let me ask you a question. How important is spending time in God's word to you? I'm not judging you. I don't spend enough time in God's word. But the reality is this. I think I've even said this before up here. You always find time for the things that are most important to you. Can I get a witness? If your video games are the most important thing to you, you'll find time. You'll be disobedient. You'll stay up late. You'll hide, whatever. You'll play your video games because they're the most important thing. Is that fair? If, if a relationship is the most important time to you, most important thing to you, you'll find time for that. Whatever is most important to you, you will make time for. And everything else can take a back seat. If it's anything but God the Father, your relationship with him, the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ, everything else, watch me, is an idol. It's idolatry. Why? Because Jesus Christ gave everything he had for you and me. He laid everything on the line for you. God the Father gave up his only son for you and me. Why? Because he's the most important thing. And the word of God is the revelation of Jesus Christ in our world. It's what keeps us going. So you want to have a friendship with God? Do you want to have a relationship with God? Do you want to experience the fullness of God? It starts in his word. Psalm 119 says, how can a young man or woman keep themselves pure? How can I avoid sin? How can I push sin away and embrace the goodness and the grace of God? By living according to your, what? Word. The next verse says, I love your word and I meditate on it night and day. And then verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Are you with me? That's worth being thankful for. Come on, right? So we give thanks for God's word. Let's look back at verse 16, Colossians 3, 16 teaching and admonishing one another. We share that hope. We share that truth in all wisdom. Where do we get wisdom? From God's word. And then we speak life into other people. Luke 6, 45, Jesus even said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. I put it in and that's what comes out. What comes out when you're squeezed is what's on the inside. Can I get a witness? If you're hiding a hate or rage or fear or anger or depression or desperation in your heart, when you get squeezed, that's what's going to come out. When you hide God's word in your heart, are you with me? 
What comes out when you're squeezed is God's word. And today, I've fallen. Today, I've failed. Today, I want to give up. Today, I feel like stopping and turning and I want to drive the car off a cliff. That's not a joke. Sometimes we feel like that. I have literally said this to God. Not recently, but I have said this. God, if I don't wake up in the morning, I'm totally okay with that. That's real. That hurts. And that goes deep. And there are broken marriages and childless women. There are homes being destroyed, crushed by the enemy. Our children's lives and their hearts and their ears are being fed lies. Are you with me? And as parents and as adults and as people who love Jesus, we have this great privilege and responsibility to speak God's word over them and to them so that when they get squeezed, what comes out is what's on the inside, which is God's word hidden in their hearts. That's worth being thankful for, is it not? So here's what I want to do. I want to invite you to pray with me for a few moments. I'll kind of lead us, but I want you to turn your chair, your seat, where you are, into an altar, and let's just get before the Father together. I said two weeks ago we were going to be a praying church. Well, here we go. You ready? Let's pray together. I invite you this morning just to give God whatever praise you can muster. Tell him what he means to you. This morning, many of us have run out ahead of God. We've got plans and thoughts and ideas that we want to accomplish. And and God's saying, don't forget me. This morning, let's return to God, what is rightfully his. Will you confess to God the sin you know lurks in the darkness of your life? Confess Return. Put that feet, that sin at his feet this morning. Will you just tell him, just call it what it is? He knows. Confess your sin before the Lord this morning. Give thanks because God does not shame us or guilt us in our sin. 
Thank you, Father, for hearing our hearts. 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from the unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, for receiving our sin and setting us free. Will you ask God for the privilege to smile and enjoy and experience Thanksgiving and Christmas in a new way this year? Ask Him to pour blessing over the one or the ones you know who are hurting and lonely and will go without this Christmas season. Let's lay them at God's feet. Oh God, help us to see the need in people's lives. And just as importantly, God, I pray that you would allow us to be the hands and feet that meet those needs and serve those people. And even out of our own brokenness and our own precious little that we bring to the table, God, help us to encourage and speak life and give others a reason to have hope. And this morning, so many of us are consumed with all the things we have to do and, and all the things that we want to accomplish. And God, there's so many things out in front of us yet to be done. Uh, God, I just pray that we would yield our lives to you. Help us, God. Would you just, would you lay all of your things before God and say, God, help me get it all done. And say, God, help me see you and be thankful for who you are. God, sometimes without even realizing it, you love us so deeply, we forget to see how much we truly have to be thankful for. And so this morning we give you thanks and we give you praise. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. The rest of that verse goes singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We sing songs like Glorious Day. <laughs> we sing songs like, with everything that is in me, let me bless you. And sometimes that kind of washes over us, doesn't it? 
O Lord, my God. See, Joe would be singing this right now. When I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. That's good, right? Every time we open our mouths and sing a song in here, as Bray and the band leads us, it ought to be with this jubilant, thankful heart where we go, God, you've done something for me I cannot do for myself. Oh, what a glorious day when I no longer have to worry about the things of this earth and I just get to sit at your feet and I get to worship you forever and ever and ever. And some of us at times we kind of go, um, really, that's what it's all about? Like, that's what we're going to do forever? We're going to sing, right? Mm, right? If you consider the alternative of not being in heaven, in glory for eternal life with Jesus, all of a sudden that prospect starts sounding pretty good, right? I'm going to learn how to sing. And if I can't sing, I'm going to, I'll learn sign language. I'm going to do the mouth the word something. But what if I told you, and this isn't news, what if I reminded you, eternal life has already begun for those who, have, who are in Christ. It's here. We're in it. Oh, what a glorious day. Sunday, December, I mean, November 27th. What day is it? I'm lost. November 27th is. Tuesday morning. Oh, what a glorious day. Thursday afternoon when you have to log into that Zoom meeting with people that you don't like and you don't respect. Oh, what a glorious day. <laughs> That's what it means to be edified by the singing of praise to God, hearing spiritual words. We give thanks for words of blessing and hope in our lives. Is that worth giving thanks for? Yeah. You better believe it is. He goes on in Colossians 3 verse 17. And he says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed. The third thing we get to give thanks for is the privilege of knowing whose we are. 1 Corinthians says, you are not your own. Did you know your body is the temple of the living God where the Holy Spirit dwells? Think about that for just a minute. What happens in your temple does not stay in your temple. The throne room of heaven is fully aware of what is happening in you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells there and he communicates back to God. Here's what's happening in your temple. And the Holy Spirit pleads to the Father. Father, protect them. Open their eyes. Set them free. Give them hope and joy and mercy. You with me? 
This is worth being thankful for, that we are not our own. We've been bought with a price. But then what happens out of that? Out of thankful hearts then, we choose to obey God. We don't obey God and then he gives us new life. God gives us new life and out of that, we then choose to obey him. This is what 1 Peter 1.16 is all about. Be holy, God says, be holy as I am holy. Pursue me, run after me. I've set the example for you. Come to me. Why? Not because of who you are or what you're capable of, but because of whose you are. Jesus Christ has set us free. Therefore, we want to choose, we should choose, we are compelled to choose to follow God and his example. You don't try to be holy and then God looks at you and says, well done, come on in. Jesus Christ looked at you and all your sin and all your mess and all your brokenness and said, I choose you. My grace is sufficient for you. You are welcome into the kingdom so that when we stand before him, then he looks at us and says, I see Jesus. Welcome home. Come in. And then we look back at our lives and we go, God, I I did things that I, I didn't know I knew how to do. I tried to honor you and give and serve and love and treat people with kindness and show people what it looks like to be a child of God because you did that for me. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the way God rigged the system. You with me? We can't earn our way in. We give thanks because of whose we are. And it's worth it. All day, every day. Let me give you an example real quick. How are we on time? Are we okay? All right. Watch this. You can be physically pure without being spiritually pure. You know that? You can choose to be physically pure without being spiritually pure but you cannot be spiritually pure, follow me, without being physically pure. Let that sink in for a minute. I can see it in your eyes, right? You can be physically pure without being spiritually pure, but you cannot be spiritually pure without being physically pure. Why does that matter? Because of what God has done for you in your life, set you free, giving you grace, spoken life into you, giving you joy and a reason to sing these songs and hide God's word in your heart. Because of what he's done for you, it makes choosing him and giving him our hearts and allowing him to make us righteous before God the Father. He makes us spiritually pure because I'm laying my junk at his feet. God says, I'll take that and moves it out of our lives. And then we become spiritually pure. But if we're only choosing to do the right things, whatever you do in word or deed, if you're just choosing to do the right things, that doesn't mean your heart is pure. You with me? 
but because he has made our hearts pure to everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give thanks for the privilege of knowing whose we are. Is that good? We doing okay? Let's look at the rest of verse 17. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When it's all said and done, whatever we've done, whatever we've enjoyed, whatever we've experienced, if we're in love with God's word or not, whether we sing our songs with praise and thanksgiving or not, whether we recognize and remember day in and day out that we belong to him, we are not our own. At the end of the day, we give thanks for Jesus, the word of God. We give thanks for the word, Jesus. Why? Because Jesus Christ has made us right with God. Even when we forget to be thankful. Even when we go about our busyness and we go shopping and we celebrate and we, we sing songs about hippopotamuses or, I mean, the, there's some weird ones, right? But we sing, so we, you know, we get excited about the season and we forget, we forget, we forget. And this morning, I'm reminding you, I hope we together can find our hope and our solidarity and be brothers and sisters in Christ and say, Jesus, you are the reason that we celebrate anything at all on this earth. The coming Messiah, the Savior of the world, Jesus, who walked away from his rightful place at the right hand of God, came to earth and didn't just die a death, but died a criminal's death for our sin, to make us right with God. That's worth being thankful for. Jesus Christ died to save you and me from our sin. Jesus Christ is all we need. His grace is sufficient for us. Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of our Thanksgiving and our Christmas and everything we have and own in this world. He is our Savior. Jesus Christ is worthy of our praise. Jesus Christ alone stands in victory and raises a sword of triumph, crushes the enemy's head under his heel, and says, you can come with me, but you cannot go alone. The walk with Jesus Christ is very personal, is it not? But it was never intended to be private. We need each other. And how do I know that? Because Jesus Christ died to bring you and me together as the body of Christ to be the bride of the bridegroom Jesus. We are in this together. Just like I said, you can be physically pure without being spiritually pure, but you can't be spiritually pure without being physically pure. Watch this. You can love God and you can love others but you cannot be in right standing relationship and harmony with God without being in right standing harmony and fellowship with other believers. 
I, I, I just, I pierced some of you just then and you don't even know it yet. We hold things against other people who love Jesus. And we think, well, I love God. But I'm not willing to forgive them of that. And I promise you, God sits on his throne and looks at you and says, you can't love me without loving them. That's hard to hear. We can be thankful for Jesus. We can be thankful for the word. But this Thanksgiving season, this Christmas season, my prayer for you is there are people in your life, there's family members who have done you terribly wrong and they don't deserve your affection. And they don't deserve anything maybe. But you deserve to forgive them so that you can then be in right standing in relationship, in fellowship with God. It's hard. This is real. And it's hard. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I do believe this is from the Lord for you and me. I believe it with all my heart, giving the Father praise and thanks, giving him the thanksgiving he deserves, allows us to genuinely and fully experience the holidays, thanksgiving, to celebrate the coming of Jesus. Silent night is not just a song about a manger scene in Bethlehem a long time ago. Silent night is about the peace of God reigning in your life so that when you sit down and when you lay down and when you stand up and when you go out, you walk with the covering of Jesus over your life and say, today, whatever I do in word or deed, I want to do for the glory of God. And I do that because Jesus came to earth for me. Not what I need, but what he wants. Is that good? Is that encouraging for your soul this morning? Let me tell you just a little bit about what's coming up in the next few weeks as we enter into the Christmas season. Christmas at the river. Does that look fun? Does that look good? We're for the next few weeks, you're like, I don't know, it's words. For the next four weeks, we're going to do some sweet things together. We're going to walk through hope, faith, joy, and peace. Some of you may be familiar with those words. Some churches call this Advent. We're going to celebrate what it means to look forward to the coming back of Jesus. He's already come once. We know that that's true. So we as a church are going to celebrate. 
our hope of the return of Jesus Christ coming back for us one day. And while we live our lives in faith, believing that he will come again. And what that does to stir in our hearts a joy that he is coming back for us. And then at the end of the day, while Jesus came to bring a sword, we celebrate the peace of God that has been accomplished by the coming Savior. And so we have several ways we get to do that together. We're going to worship here together, whether you're online joining us or whether you're in this room. We're going to celebrate him together. This Sunday, today, in just a few moments, we want to invite you to stick around. We're going to move all these chairs up against that wall. Yay, Christmas! And we're going to decorate this place for Christmas. Does that sound good? And we need some help. We want you to stay and do that. Naomi will tell you more about that in a minute. On December 18th, Tori's leading a drive to support mothers who maybe are families that can't meet Christmas needs for the ones they love. And we're going to do that together. And Tori's going to tell us more about that in the coming days. And then Christmas Eve... We're going to gather right here in this room and we're going to worship the King together. And I've been told we can't light candles. And so I may ask forgiveness instead of permission. We may do that anyway. I don't. I'm new, right? I got some. We're going to celebrate Christmas Eve here together. And then Christmas morning. Hear me carefully, right? Because I know this is, this is not desirable for some of us. We won't have anything on campus here in this building Christmas morning. We want you to be home with your families. So what we're going to do is we're going to pre-record Christmas service. And then we want you to celebrate that at home with your family. Will you do that? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we want to invite you to do that. Here's what else I want you to do. If you are alone this Christmas and you have a burning in your heart and you're like, well, I was looking forward to being here because this is the family I have. You will not be alone, I promise you. I want you to come see me at the end of the service. If you're going to be alone this Christmas, we're going to make this happen. I will take you back to Hearst with me. We're moving here soon, right? But I don't want you to be alone. There are families in this church. There are families here that will say, come, be a part of this with us. And then we'll worship together online for one morning, and then the next 51 weeks, we're going to do it all right back here. Is that fair? If you're angry at me, we'll work it out. You'll have to forgive me if you want to be in right standing with God, and then (laughs) we're going to work through this together, right? Is that fair? I'm a new guy. We'll make some changes, but it's going to be so good. I can't wait to celebrate Christmas at the river with you. I'm going to pray, and here's what's going to happen. 
Bray and the worship team are going to come back up. We're going to worship together as we close out this service. And there are going to be some people in each of these corners who want to pray with you, speak over you. If you have questions about what it means to even know Jesus as your Savior, what does that mean? We want to answer those questions for you and pray over you. If you have hurts and fears, you feel alone this holiday season, these people want to love you through God's word and prayer. If you're not even certain what your place is in this world. I I have things that are troubling my heart and mind, and I'm just trying to figure this out. We want you to go to these corners. These people are going to love you, pray over you. This is a good thing, amen? Come receive joy, and let's worship God together. Father, In the name of Jesus, speak deeply into our heart of need. Heal us where we need healing. Ignite us where we need igniting. Set us free where we need freedom. Restore the joy of our salvation where we've lost sight of who you are. And be everything we need. In the name of Jesus, we pray this. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.